0: He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's Messy Podcast. Cheers! I was going for, I was going for like the douchebag look, but now I'm like, it's kind of necessary to wear it because I have this big window right here and that like I'm being backlit so I need to be front lit. By the way, I learned all of this from Jesse, so thank you very much for the lighting tips. Yeah, but
1: the whole point of being well lit is so we can see your face. (laughs) I never said I was good at it. Yeah, and this is why he's in radio and not TV. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, well, I guess we've already started, but let me give you your intro, Johnny. Okay. Not only is our guest today one of our best friends, he's also a comedian a former radio host, actor, writer, voiceover artist, and filmmaker best known for his directing of the cult classic, Mattress Samurai, starring Jenna Mo. It's Johnny
0: <laughs> Novak. Hello, thank you for that amazing intro. I've always been waiting for an intro like that. So thank you, you've, you've touched I mean, my- like
1: We should give some context, Jenna, to the, your uh, starring role. <laughs>
2: right well wait a second but you forgot one thing you forgot to put his one of his credentials and that is expert tv bombing during blues fest weather forecast
1: (laughs) that's right and whenever you would bomb the tv news johnny he would go in the background and like wave or just stand because he's like seven feet tall and he would wear (laughs) some tropical outfit so i tried to wear my best johnny novak shirt just for you and i like to be real
0: subtle about it too i don't want to be like in your face i'd be like Oh, that's Johnny Novak. Holy crap.
2: No, you just lurked in the background. You were <laughs> a lurker.
0: But it so worked. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Vodka,
2: oh, ice, and olives.
0: <laughs> oh, but the... I guess, is that called like a Jenna Mo now?
1: <laughs> I guess so. Oh, God, olives. Um, I, oh. I drink. And uh, so please bear with me while I go get that. And Jenna, tell him about the time you starred in Mattress
0: Samurai.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) Did you see he's not
0: wearing pants? (laughs) I did see that. I am also not wearing pants as well. I am wearing, I'm wearing shorts, but they are, uh, they're sweatpants shorts.
2: Okay, okay. Too bad they're not tie-dye, because that's all the rage
0: right now. <laughs> tie-dye is everywhere. I did notice that. That's like the quarantine trend. But they're calling it like a reverse tie-dye, because it's like a darker clothing that they just kind of like mix with bleach. And they, that's how they get the reverse tie-dye effect.
2: Okay, okay, Um. so the reason that I starred in a movie directed and produced by Johnny Novak, it's called, what did you call it? Samurai
0: Mattress? Mattress Samurai.
2: Which sounds like a really awful porn. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a tendency to get a little rambunctious when I drink. And I had a mattress in my living room for God knows how long. And I have a sword. And Johnny knows that if he mentions that sword when I am intoxicated, that sword is coming out for a show.
0: Because <laughs> I remember you went to the bathroom and you put on your kimono and you had your hair to a bun similar to what it is right now. And I remember, like, you look like a samurai. And I remember, like, the year before, you pulled that samurai sword out of your closet. <laughs> and I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. And then it just like clicked in my head. I'm like, you know what would be funny if you had the sword right now? And then I got to say, she improvised the whole role as soon as she got it out. So she definitely killed it. (laughs) Well, well, very similar to you, Johnny. When
1: you're drunk and someone mentions your sword, it comes out to you. (laughs) uh, Yeah, there's so many. We should make a montage of Jenna videos where she's drunk and doing things like stealing scarecrows, beating up mattresses. Buying gifts for homeless. What?
2: I climbed a tree, the one in front of your yard. That memory popped up on Facebook.
1: (laughs) Oh, he remembers, Lopez remembers. Lopez, be quiet. It's just Jenna and
0: Johnny. Johnny's not afraid of you anymore. No, I gotta say out of all the times when we worked together at the radio station, you guys would always try and like scare me with like your scare cam videos. And it never worked. But the one time I actually got scared is when I came into the studio at like 5.30 in the morning and your two dogs started running at me. And I did, it took me like a couple of seconds to realize what was happening. And I, I was like, ah!
2: So, but your fear of dogs is over now, isn't it?
0: Um, For the most part, yes. My girlfriend has a golden retriever named Ruby. And we get along really well because Ruby also, I think, hates dogs as well. She never, like, plays with another dog. She kind of, like, will, like, sniff their butt and just walk by.
2: And that's but... what you do when you meet people for the first time.
0: <laughs> Precisely.
1: That's how the gays get to know each other, too. We're off to a great start. So, Johnny, and by the way, anyone who doesn't know Johnny, which is crazy, we all used to work at the same radio station. Yep. And then Johnny got another opportunity in Victoria, B.C., where
0: you still are, right? Uh, Yes, but we we skipped the whole chapter where I went out east to Charlottetown for about two years, and then I came all the way west after that. From one
2: island to another.
0: Exactly, Prince Edward Island to Vancouver Island. So what are you doing now?
1: Are you just like us on the bench trying to hold on?
0: (laughs) I'm on the bench right now. I'm just struggling to find work. I I got a job at a warehouse, which is it's all right. It's like living in a Bruce Springsteen song every day where I like go in, (laughs) do some warehouse stuff and then leave. And when I mean warehouse stuff, it's just like walking around with steel toes all day.
1: Well, you know what the good thing about having to, not to get all serious, but like to having to get a Joe job or like a regular job that's not in entertainment is there's no shame in it anymore. Not that there ever was, but all this talk about people working front lines and like jobs that we used to consider beneath us, they're not beneath us anymore. And everybody is cool
0: with whatever job you have to have because we all got bills, honey. No, because I kind of like it because, I mean, it inspires me. Like, I, I can't wait to get off at the end of the day, go home and then work on something that I love to work on. That was always my biggest thing with radio is because I had to be on 24 seven when it came to being creative. So I'd have my radio show to do and then I'd go home, do the stand up, And I found that like really wore me down really quickly as like a creative person. So it allows me to take a break and just like think of things in my head and then come home and then go onto that. And then that's kind of what I really like about working just a, like a labor job right now
2: men's sister. That's how I kind of felt, too, when I got like a nine to fiver. I was like, you know, now I do enjoy thinking and working on the podcast, you know, and it's and you're right. You're not on 24 seven. Like when we tell people when we're on 24 seven as radio personalities, that means everything you do is part of your character and your image, yeah, everything yeah. on social media, on your personal even. It's a constant. That's who you are. And I don't know. I yeah.
1: And sometimes you have to be careful you know i learned that lesson the hard way where they had to police what i was posting on my personal because i got too drunk and would post (laughs) things And and i was mad i was like you can't tell me what to post on my personal but oh yes they can and that's something that people don't realize about radio is there's a very strict set of rules that follows you 24 7. it's not like you go and do your show and then that's it look we're supposed to be comedians talking about quarantine. Now we're going to pull the curtain back. on <laughs> <bullshit> it is.
2: <laughs> but it's a very re- rewarding job, too, at the same time. And that's what always pulls people back. So, yeah. you know, like, yeah, there's just it's such an up and down sort of job. Um, but I think that we use humor and shit like that to get through it. Like, like the ups and constant downs and ups and constant downs. It's like a bad fucking relationship.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, the best drugs have the best highs and the lowest lows, too, you know, so. <laughs> so, Johnny, how's life in quarantine? What are you doing? Are you seeing your girlfriend?
0: I am. So here's where I'm like, it's kind of a gray area. So my girlfriend works for a credit union, which is like a bank, but it's somewhat. She told me the difference. is like, I think banks have shareholders and credit unions have members, but she works in the business side and she's been able to work from home long before this started. So she kind of had a head start on the quarantine where they're like, don't come in if you don't have to. And of course I've been unemployed since last year. So I've also had a head start on that. So we really didn't have big social circles that we were in. So I would always like go hang out with her on the weekend then come home to my place and look for jobs all week. And that's kind of what we were doing. And then when the quarantine hit we kind of continued doing that because it wasn't like we were exposing ourselves to like large groups of people. We just kept ourselves in this little bubble. I actually have a list in my phone of all the people I've come in, like, close contact with since March 15th. And it's only, like, 10 people. Mm -hmm. So I've been, like, keeping track. I've been very vigilant, like, not to expose myself to certain areas and, like, have big groups of people. But that's still a gray area by the rules where, like, stay home and don't go see anyone. So I've kind of been doing that. But... You really don't want
2: to go to a bunch of parks and start exposing yourself, though,
0: right? (laughs) Not yet.
1: (laughs) You know, it's a good point, because here in Ontario, they're talking about the same thing and um, how you have to be five or less, but they don't stipulate whether it has to be the same five people or you can change up
0: the five every single day. It's like, do you remember MySpace when you had, like, your top eight friends? (laughs) This is the real-life version of that. (sighs) Yeah. You're so true.
2: Like, uh, so true.
0: Yeah. Wow, I never thought of that.
2: What would be your your MySpace homepage song playing right now? Oh,
0: definitely not anything by Brian Adams. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's that's like the toughest question I think you're going to ask someone is like, what is your favorite song and you can't change it? Like that is a really hard question to do.
2: I would definitely I think I've noticed a bit of a trend between Jesse and I. And I would definitely pick Melissa Etheridge come to my window.
0: Oh <laughs> funny. I've been listening to, to, a lot of I, I can't wait to see your new video come on my window with your friends. <laughs> my
1: video my window has never been cleaner, I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> MySpace songs. I'm still trying to think like what song I would put as. I'm just gonna. I'm trying to think like what was the last song I listened to on uh, on Spotify, right? But now. got
2: it's like a quarantine <laughs> song, you know, like.
0: So honestly, the last song I listened to was the theme song to Thomas the Tank Engine. You <laughs> know, it was like <laughs> da 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 da. Du, 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 du. <laughs> no. You guys, you guys, I think you guys are too old for Thomas the Tank Engine. It was a great Ooh. show.
1: <laughs> and thank for you for sure
2: joining us, John, John He has no social media and doesn't do anything on YouTube. <laughs> Pretend you don't even know his name. You obviously won't recognize his face because he's still wearing sunglasses. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe Johnny would pick a Corey Hart song that comes to mind. <laughs>
0: sunglasses at night or
1: indoors. Yeah. Um, you know, this whole thing that was so futuristic, I was texting Jenna Tipsy last night being like, every time I see someone walk by with a mask on, I feel
0: like, am I in the fifth element? Like it's so
1: fun. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it? It's, I don't know.
0: So I remember, remember people used to make fun of like Michael Jackson and people who wore face masks in public And then that's the norm now. Yeah, I was
2: Asians all the time for wearing masks in public.
0: Well, that's because like in China, they have such like a high smog and then like it's sort of necessary. But that's like where all the Snapchat filters came from because I guess they had some like developers in Asia and that's why there was all those face mask filters on Snapchat for the last couple of years. Mm.
2: Like whoever thought there would be a day where we could walk into a bank
1: with a mask on and ask for money. (laughs) That's true. You know, you mentioned all these things coming from China, Johnny, and now on Facebook. I don't know if you guys have noticed these avatars you can create. And um, all of the eyes are a little bit Asian. And I was like trying to find eyes that look like mine and they're all a little Asian. Not that I mind, because they're very nice almond shaped cat eyes, but I was like, I could tell this was developed in China. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yes, round eyes, stay in your lane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that's futuristic is how you have to line up when you go into a store. And I was thinking if there's babies that were born like on March 15th, let's say this thing lasts two years, they're gonna never
0: know what life's like without social distancing, which is kind of crazy. I mean, imagine if you just woke up from a coma right now and then just we were like, what is happening? Like how many times were you guys licking each other and touching everyone? Like, how did this happen?
2: It's just, yeah, I I don't know. What do you miss most about the regular world? Are you drinking an Old Fashioned?
0: No, it's a, it's a Negroni. Oh. Careful how you pronounce that, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing I miss most is just like hanging out in bars and like being like, oh, I don't feel like cooking. I'm just gonna go to a restaurant or like a pub around the corner And just maybe like sit at the bar and like strike up a a random conversation with whoever's next to me.
2: I find that what you miss kind of goes in waves since this first begun. Like maybe not for you, Johnny, but it started off by missing sex. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, I'm missing that dining experience and patio beers. You know, I went for a hike with my friend and I was like, after a hike, we'd usually say, well, why don't we just stop and grab a drink on our way home? But we can't do that. And though that's, kind of what I'm missing these days mm. and sex.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean I do miss i do miss doing stand-up comedy in front of like a live audience as well. But then like it's like the after the show where it's like you and the comedian just like hanging out and you either like go to the bar or you go to like a diner and like write jokes to like one in the morning. That's what I miss probably the most right now. Yeah you know I'm I'm
1: worried about stand up because I was thinking about this last night when I was awake with night terrors and um <laughs> how yuck yucks seat people literally shoulder to shoulder, even if they're a stranger, I don't know how they're gonna do that. Like
0: it, it's gonna be smaller shows when it comes yeah. back. I feel like stand up comedy might be one of the first things to come back. Cause do you remember the original rules? They were like, no groups under 250 people. And I was like, perfect. That's gonna be great for stand up comedy clubs. But then within like three days, they changed it down to like five. And I was just like, oh, well there goes that idea.
1: Well, but they're saying like the social distancing part, like two feet away from each other might have to last until we get a vaccine. So even if the club reopens, what are they going to have tables spread out? There'll be five people in there, at least the one in (laughs) Ottawa. Well, you
2: guys would stand up in a plexiglass box.
0: I was going to say, I have, I have performed for much smaller crowds than five, so I am ready to do this.
2: <laughs> and at least if you have a plexiglass box, no one's going to hit you with the beer that they throw at you when they don't
0: like your joke. <laughs> yeah. It's like Have you ever seen the movie Roadhouse where the band's on stage and they're behind like the chicken wire and they're throwing stuff? That's what stand-up comedy is going to be like. That's what it should be like. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had something thrown at you on stage, Jesse? Anything physical other than like an insult or a heckle? I had a, a jock strap, but
1: it was not a stand-up. It was a, it was a Pride. I was hosting a Pride thing, so I was thrilled. That was like getting a rose thrown at me. Um, nothing bad, no, not yet, unfortunately.
2: I've never had anyone, but you know what I found at my parents? I was digging around, and I found a napkin, and I guess when I was a server, this guy wrote me this, like, huge, long poem and, like, colored the napkin and stuff, and I found that. That was pretty cool. I was like, I must have been a good server.
0: How do you feel like as a woman getting like, like a love letter like that? What's the line between like, that's cute and creepy? I think
2: it depends on the person who's giving it to you. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) To be honest.
1: So the other day, and I'm glad you reminded me of this, Johnny, because I didn't even tell Jenna, but I was out for my daily walk, as you do in quarantine, and a a car of like, well, I don't want to say they were drunk because they were driving, but hooligan girls drove by and they whooped and hollered at me and honked, and it made my day, right? I thought I was so Mm. cute, and I thought, I can't imagine why any woman wouldn't love this. So I would like you to weigh in on that, Jenna, because I thought it it made me feel so great. Well,
2: usually the men that are hooting and hollering at you aren't the ones you want hooting and hollering at you. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I don't want someone my dad's age working construction with his butt crack showing (laughs) to really like tell me that I'm a fine piece of ass. Like, okay, you know, and I think, too, it's just as a woman, when you're alone, you feel so
0: defenseless. You know what I mean? That it can be because you're solo, you know, does it also have to do with like the number of times it happens because I'm in the same boat as Jesse. Like it's happened, I don't know, I would say like maybe like five times a year. It doesn't happen that a year? often. I've had yeah. five times in my life. <laughs> I don't know if it's exactly your crowd though, Jesse.
2: Like, I don't know if you, yeah. you know.
0: But I feel like if that happened like every single day, you'd start to get sick and tired of it. That's like why I hate Nutella. I remember when I was a kid, I ate Nutella sandwiches every day. And now that I'm 30 years old, I can't stand Nutella. Oh wow!
2: Well, you know, I think that, yeah. I mean, when you're younger, you get it a lot more often I find than as you get older or maybe I'm just not as attractive as I used to be. I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe you're still beautiful. (laughs) But maybe now it's just society frowns on it a lot more
1: so men aren't doing it as often. Well, and I was going to add when you're younger, they think they can get away with it. But when you're a fully formed woman, they don't want to mess with you. My
2: favorite thing personally is not the hooting and hollering, but it's when a guy does the look
1: back. Oh, I love that too.
2: That's a win now.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I I was thrilled. And then as I kept on my walk, I started thinking, now, wait a minute. If I was a girl and those were guys, would I be pissed? And I'm like, isn't it sexual harassment, even if it's a woman doing it, not a man? And and so if you think too deep, you can start to go down that path. I'm like, no, no. Just take the compliment and keep walking. (laughs) And it probably because I was hot. It's probably a gay as hell. I was wearing a tight pink shirt. They would probably thought I was fabulous. Yeah.
2: Woo, get a girl! Yeah, <laughs> That's right. what they were really saying. Um, okay, so this is, what did we call this again? Comedians, Cocktails, and Quarantine? Or Cocktails, cock- Comedians, oh. and Quarantine. Was, I thought it was
1: Comedians in Quarantine having
0: cocktails.
1: <laughs> the cock <cost laughs> comes first on this program. <laughs> <laughs> cocktails, Comedians, and Quarantine. Cheers! What's everybody Cheers. having a recap? Cheers. I'm just having our red wine. Jenna's having a Genemo. And what's in yours, Johnny?
0: So it is one part gin, one part Woo! sweet vermouth, and another part Campari. And then it's got a, an orange slice in it.
2: Ooh, fancy.
0: Uh, and what's it called one more time carefully? A Negroni. All right.
2: Yeah. Um, we can see the level of fanciness between our guests and the hosts. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> the <classroom. laughs> Just straight vodka for me, please. (laughs) So anyways, for those that haven't heard, we are doing this uh, series where we go over like headlines and fun stuff, but we do it with a funnier person.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) debatable, but I will take that compliment. Thank you very much. Well, I'm on every show,
1: so. uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, because it is. we really feel bad for comedians. Like, I, I say this every episode, but comedians are the one people that can't jump online without the audience. You can go play a flute, you can sing a song, but you yeah. can't really tell jokes of the last.
0: Well, I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of comedy shows pop up right now, but it's that instant reaction that you need from the audience. I mean, we're used to it because we've worked in radio for years. But that's what I hated most about radio was you wouldn't get the instant reaction. I remember I'd tell a joke on air and then maybe two weeks later I'd be at a bar, someone would recognize me and be like, oh my God, that thing you said the other day was so funny. And then I'd just be like backpedaling in my head. I'm like, what did I say? I can't remember it.
2: You know, being in radio, you literally just sit in a room and talk to yourself and laugh Mm -hmm. at yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And hope you don't sound like an idiot laughing at yourself that other people are laughing with you.
1: Well, not when you have a, a signature laugh like yours, Jenna. Your laugh was more famous than you. <laughs> there it is.
2: <laughs> Some might disagree. <laughs> we already know that there's been many people that don't like my
0: laugh. <laughs> <clears throat> that's, I a- I, that's like the dumbest thing ever. Like, how can you hate someone's laugh? I mean, there's people who I know who have like annoying like Burton and Ernie laughs, but like, that's what makes people unique is their laugh. And I, would, I hear that all the time. It was mainly like when I worked in radio, a lot of people would say that about women radio hosts. I rarely would hear it about a man radio host, just like the sexism that would show to be like, I don't like her laugh. i like, you just don't like them as a person. Right.
2: Yeah. Or maybe they sound dumb when they laugh mm-hmm. too much, you know, like things like that. Yeah, sexism is well and alive. That's why I try to be so manly now.
1: Yeah, Jenna couldn't even remember my birthday. She is the man between the two of us. Is it your birthday, July eighth?
0: Your birthday is. I think I even know yours, Johnny. Uh, We're both Libras, so you're you're like it's September. Is it September twenty sixth? Take that, Jenna. Is it? It is. Yes, it is.
1: Yours is October. Mm Hmm. Did I
0: get 13th. it? Yes. Yes, right.
1: Okay, great. 17th.
2: Yeah,
1: it's the 17th. It's the 17th. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> so, all right.
2: So should I kick off with my stuff?
1: All right. Yes.
2: Okay. You know how we were talking about um, just like people with the urgency to get out, single people are now ready to start hooking up again. Woo! You used the app Bumble, didn't you, Johnny?
0: That's how I met my girlfriend, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, this was done by Bumble. Oh. So okay. there's a lot, a lot to get they data have a from. Pretty
0: good writing department. So yeah. I do like right. their their brand. Of, yeah. Eighty
2: percent of their users said they're ready to stop doing virtual dates and start doing face-to-face again, but forty-four percent are not sure if that's something they should be doing right now.
0: I feel like this has nothing to do with the dating aspect though. And this has to do more with like the virus spreading aspect. Oh, not the COVID. <laughs> well, that's, what,
2: that's what they're talking about right now. They don't want to spread, like, but they want to. They want to go face to face again. People want to get laid again, mm-hmm. but they don't know if they should. And the, the biggest reason why they want to start dating again is because when or if this second wave comes around, 60% say they want to have someone to hunker down with.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a Aww. good point. Yeah, like yeah.
2: Jesse, would you want to quarantine with someone the second wave around?
1: No. Just you Uh, and your flashlight. Well, I'm not opposed to breaking quarantine for sex. However, uh, I don't know that quarantining with someone would be better than alone. And you know, you, you hear these dark headlines about the domestic violence calls and stuff like this. So I think it's a case of you always want what you don't have. I would definitely
2: quarantine with someone anybody i'd give it a shot worst comes to worst you kick them out or you leave you know and then go back quarantining by yourself
1: well here's why i think this five person thing is a good rule so like when you get back in town we're gonna see each other and then we're one of the five people so once we see each other it's done like oh you got my germs now you know the the bc health
2: minister i think your name is like dr bonnie henry or something like that Anyway, she came on yesterday and was talking about dating and she put it in the most simple way. She was like, just pick one person to kiss. Don't go around kissing multiple people. Go on a date with someone. If it's working out, stick with them, but just stick with them. And I was like, she just did a PSA for dating and all it took was a pandemic to happen. That's (laughs) what dating should be anyways. Date one person. See how it goes. If you don't like it, move on.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like there's some slut shaming going on in there. Like, what about <laughs> the polygamous people?
2: Right. Well, they've got five. The only five they can keep it within their group. Five me... is also the perfect number for an orgy.
1: Five?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I made that one up.
1: But I don't I feel like an odd number for an orgy is not a good one. No, you want even, I think. Um but you just made me think of something that I have an actual question about when it comes to dating. So, you know, uh, well, Johnny, you know, Seinfeld. And often a topic on Seinfeld is like they're dating multiple people at once. And then they're like, are we exclusive? Are we not exclusive? What is the rule about that in real life? If you're seeing someone, do you have to be honest that
0: you're seeing someone else at the same time? I think so. I'm going to quote a favorite of yours. this is probably the only clip that i've actually agreed with from wendy williams i remember watching a clip and she said you're not officially with someone until you both say that you're officially with each other there should be like a verbal contract that says hey we're together that's how riley and i started dating i just like straight up asked her i'm like hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Like I was like 13 years old from that script, and I'm just like, she said yes, and then that's how we started dating.
1: Okay, but then let's say you're you're seeing two people at once, mm-hmm. and one of them says, what are you doing tonight? And you have plans with the other one. Do you have to tell them? Or do you just say, oh, I'm busy. I'm, you know, that, like, you know, I'm just curious.
0: That's what you'd have to feel. It. I like personally, my first move would be to lie because I wouldn't be comfortable saying that because it would just make me feel like a slut. But, <laughs> but <Now>, um, shaming. <laughs> I'm slut shaming myself right now. But um, I would say you would have to like feel it out with the other person. Yeah. Well, speaking they of. Say being- lie. Friggin' teeth
2: because I don't know that's just going to open up a can of worms that you don't need to be dealing with I think just say that's, that's all I'm yeah. busy sorry yeah. you don't have to explain your whole reason why you're busy Just I'm busy um but I also think you do have to tell someone that when you are dating multiple people even before it's official because like if you're sleeping together that person's sleeping with another person yeah. and like you have a privy to know that information mm-hmm.
0: or you can just wear protection like a normal person
2: right well i mean yes but i think still there's other things that you aren't always protected against
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know what i mean like you're not thinking about what that person has when you're giving them head
0: mouth herpes
2: right exactly exactly but i'm sure if you saw something you wouldn't put your mouth on it you know
1: <laughs> yeah, but now they said that corona was in semen right they found it in trace in semen so you can catch it from penis knot too
2: but it, it, <laughs> it, but is that really shocking? It's all bodily fluids—spit, right. sneeze, you know, snot. I'm um, maybe blood too. Who knows?
0: Mm, yeah. And what do you anyway, think is the gross. grossest bodily fluid?
2: Snot. Snot. It does poop count as a bodily fluid?
0: If it uh, does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think go, I'm going to go with pus. I think pus is the grossest. It just sounds disgusting. The word pus.
1: <laughs> oh, gross. Would you rather lick a snot or a
0: pus? Snot. Oh, a snot. As a <laughs> child, I have experienced picking my nose and eating it. I would much rather do that than lick pus. But my own, I would choose snot. But somebody else's. Still, i I'm gonna go with snot. I'm going to go with snot. Yeah. S- I actually <laughs> that's read a study. That's been a, couple a question. Years. Mucus is apparently good for your teeth. What? Explain yeah. yourself. I I read it in a study on the internet. It seemed legit. It seemed like it was from a university. But so the mucus in your nose is actually it's like to protect germs from going in. So it's like actually good. It like stops a lot of stuff but I heard like whatever the mucus is made out of is good for like your teeth and gums. Gross. Don't quote me a hundred percent on this, but it's something if you're bored, it's great no. right now.
2: Definitely quote him on it and a bunch of you start rubbing <laughs> over your mouth. Please, gonna, and get back to us.
1: I'm gonna give you something else to quote Johnny Novak on. And I talked about you, Johnny, with the window guy. Because okay. you told me once to
0: leave your socks on yes. during sex. Why? Um, again, this is not my research. This is something I found online again. But what I read is that if you have your socks on during inter... Sex. I I, I still think of on the radio, so I'm using terms like intercourse and frig. If you're it actually looks someone, really funny coming
2: from a guy wearing sunglasses and stuff.
0: <laughs> if you're boning someone i read that if you have your socks on right before orgasm it can increase the sensation (laughs) it does look weird it feels weird but apparently uh the hotter your feet are the hotter the experience is thou shall
2: not enter if you are wearing socks i'm sorry (laughs) it's weird
1: is it Oh my God, I leave them on like all the time and I've mm-hmm. never noticed that. And But listen, the reason I, thought I remembered this from Johnny is because uh, like last week I saw some Reddit post from a girl saying, hey girls, if you want to blow your guy's mind, grab his feet right when he's about to come. And it's apparently mind blowing. And I'm like, same logic, right? Something about the feet. There's probably pressure points
2: and stuff down there, right? That's what I'm thinking. Have I, you ever been, like, I, when, last time I was in Toronto, I went to what looks like a rub and tug, no lie, but it was to get foot, um, what is it called when they massage your foot, but they do it because in I your you foot, pardon? Like no, no, no. It? it was a massage, but there's like an actual term for it. Oh, reflexology. Sorry. Woo. Um, I went to go get reflexology, and so you look at the charts, and, like, every part of your different foot is connected to, like, a different organ in your body. So maybe there's one that directly connects to your, you know, baloney pony. (laughs) (laughs) But, again, I'm sorry, Jesse. You wear your socks when you have sex.
1: Well, I just never – I mean, uh, there's been times where he will take them off, but normally – I mean, you have to remember, too, I was in a relationship for a very long time. So at some point, it's like, okay, just unzip, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, with uh, the last person I was with, I left them on and I didn't think anything of it. But now I'm going to be self-conscious about it.
2: We're running a poll on this. I'm sorry, but we are going to run a poll on this on our social media. If having your socks on during intercourse is weird. It's weird
0: to me. Why? I will say, yeah, I will say it is weird, but it depends, like, are you fully naked with just the socks? That's yeah. weird. But if you're That's having if you're having sex of. in public, it's normal if you just like pop it out and put it in. <laughs> you're pop poor. it out, put <laughs> it in. I think it's
1: just for me, the socks are such a non-issue because I'm not into feet, I'm not going near the feet. So it's like, I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Why do you need them to be off, Jenna?
2: I don't know. I just like the thought of someone naked with just their socks on is weird to me.
0: <laughs> like fully expose yourself to me, me, you. Oh, like Jenna, what are you secretly fat- have a foot fetish? <laughs> are you trying to hide your foot fetish, Jenna? <laughs> no,
2: just. Oh, don't even give Jesse ideas now.
1: Now <laughs> you're gonna give her the guy she's talking to ideas.
2: Oh no no no! That's long, long gone. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I finally got rid of the fuck guy. God,
0: the freakiest people are the hardest to get rid of. Here's a question for you. How do you get rid of someone? Like as a dude, there's probably like a thousand and one different books like written about how to be more attractive to women, how to pick up women. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to just like get rid of someone like I'm naturally like a nice guy but like I I feel like I have to step out of my comfort zone and be a dick to them for them to get the realize but then as a dude I've noticed that like women like it when guys are assholes to them and it just like fires it up so much more so I'm just like how do you get rid of someone
2: um honestly you just stop texting
1: them back (laughs) Yeah, Johnny. I thought we were the host of this program. <laughs> um, I, I agree with Jenna, and it's so bad. But I'm—I believe in the ghost station, especially if it's not a serious like you're not dating. You just had a couple dates. Yeah. Like, it's not it doesn't warrant a big explanation.
0: Like, take a hint. Because my rule See, was what I was dating. My rule would be like if I don't feel like something's gonna work within the first three dates, like I don't owe you an explanation. If we've gone out like. For like maybe a month, yeah, I'll sit down and talk with you and tell you straight to your face that I don't think we should continue this on. But if we only went out on like two dates, it's just like, maybe I'll send you a text if I have the time or if I'm feeling generous. But like if it just kind of fizzles out, I feel like that's fine.
2: See, I don't think you can do the just complete ghost. I think what you need to do is the classic, they text you and you don't text them back for like 12 hours. (laughs) right and don't like engage them don't ask them questions just like yes or no answers and then eventually they i think they just get the point and just stop or they think you're so
1: boring they don't want to be in it anymore either
2: (laughs) right exactly and then they listen to my podcast and fucking text me again yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh i heard you
1: talking about blowjobs well the alternative is weird too because i had a date with a guy when i first moved out on my own after my long relationship and we hooked up, but it was awful and there was no chemistry and it was like, Ugh. we both knew it. But as soon as he left my apartment, he sent me like this long paragraph saying exactly that. And I was like, that was unnecessary and it hurt my feelings. I would have rather you just ghosted because I felt the same way about you bitch, but I can't say it now because you already texted me. I can't be like, well, me too, you know? So I just had to quietly take it and I would have preferred a station.
0: Well, you should text back, ditto? Yeah, I should have.
2: Right. Or, no, even better, K.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple minutes ago, Johnny mentioned public sex, Jenna. Oh, yeah.
2: Did you see this story? It was, um, it went viral in China. A video went viral in China. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That was just like the wrong intro, but I don't know how else <laughs> to say viral in China. Hey, I um, didn't say fucking bat eaters over there. <laughs> right. Don't. Start calling me Brian Adams here. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Ikea had a viral social media post because they had to warn tell or tell people, please do not masturbate in our stores. A video went viral on Chinese social media of a woman masturbating in an Ikea in the furniture section. Isn't is in
0: the furniture section?
2: Right. But it was the one with the couches and the chairs and stuff oh, okay, like that. Okay. And you even saw like shoppers, like other shoppers just like
1: walking by and being like... Well, because wasn't her outfit. She was just wearing Tom Cruise and Risky Business big white shirt.
2: Picture Johnny with a white shirt on right now touching himself in Ikea. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so they put out this thing saying, and you know what? It got me thinking. If you were to masturbate in a store, which store would you choose? <laughs>
0: Perfect radio question, but like X rated. Exactly. So, would you, Masturbate? Caller number nine right now. Right. I would choose
2: sports check because there's tents. You get a little bit of privacy.
1: Okay. Hmm. You know? I'm going with bulk barn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh.
2: um, Hey, you know what though? Jizzing in some peanuts would get people to stop taking tasters.
1: That's right i haven't I mastered know. what yeah, yeah johnny
0: i'm trying to I, I think i should like support local and just go for like a local coffee shop or something like that because was it you guys who had the story about the uh the guy who was like jerking off in a gas station in the no, states no but
2: there's a story about a certain guy that had sex in a starbucks bathroom. <laughs> his name starts with a j and ends with an e <laughs> and, and got me <laughs>
1: I did, and Johnny, it was at the Canada Centrum,
0: the one <laughs> attached to the chapters. Oh, I oh, I have been in that bathroom before. Did you know that Jesse and I actually grew up probably less than five hundred feet apart? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's amazing. And I never saw his head poking over the trees. It's just amazing. I don't know how I missed that. But yeah, <laughs> if you ever wondered why that Starbucks had a sticky floor? I'm your girl, and. Um, I like telling this story now, but I would never do it again because it was disgusting. And yeah. Um, Starbucks bathrooms are iconic
2: or like are known, notorious for being filthy.
0: Okay. I, as you brought, Jesse, you told your Starbucks story about that bathroom. I have another story about that bathroom. Okay. So this is like an inside joke between my brother and I growing up. We would do like, brotherly things and like when smartphones became a thing we would take pictures of our poop and send it to each other and (laughs) one of us pooped in that bathroom i can't remember if i was the pooper or the receiver of the picture but (laughs) someone took a poop in that starbucks bathroom and photographed it and we sent it to each other you know what
1: disgusting Yeah, it is disgusting, but that makes it even more gross because you're right, it was one of those private bathrooms where it was like a single stall that locked. So everybody that had to go number two would go to that one because it was private. So here I am with my face rubbing on the ground right by the toilet, getting rammed. And meanwhile, Johnny just took a shit the night before (laughs) right there. Just disgusting. Your face was on the floor? Yeah, well, pretty close to it, I mean... I don't think it was touching, but it was closer than I ever wanted it to be. (laughs) And the only time I ever got a picture of someone's poop was from my friend Emily, who was on this podcast. In high school, she had a poop that was like the entire length of her intestine and it didn't break. So she was so amazed. She's like, I have to show somebody, it didn't break.
0: (laughs) That was the picture I received also from the Starbucks bathroom. (laughs)
2: I cannot handle poop stuff.
1: <laughs> okay, should we talk about porn?
0: Yeah, Let's talk about porn.
1: All right. Well, the porn industry may help Canada reopen safely. The porn industry has used contact tracing and testing to prevent the spread of STIs for years, so it's possible that their methods could translate to coronavirus tracing and testing as well. So, in other words, public health agencies are looking to big porn companies for advice on how to properly
0: contact trace people. You guys are aware that Pornhub is a Canadian company, right? What? No, I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I it was it's in my bit that I posted yesterday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was they're based out of Montreal. Get
1: out. Yeah. They are. I just thought that yeah. was such a cool headline because Canada. Sorry, what? Montreal is what?
2: I said Montreal is the horniest city in Canada by far.
1: It is. Yeah.
2: I love it for it. I think it's great. French people are freaks, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just thought that was a cool headline because it's kind of in line with all the grocery store heroes and nurses. It's like finally porn. Yeah. We're not such dirty pigs. Now you need our help.
2: Just Uh, imagine getting through quarantine without porn right now.
1: It's essential. Although the porn stars, our friend Corey Kane's having a rough time. Did you see he was posting jumping on a trampoline in slow motion because they're running out of ideas?
0: <laughs> you can only do so many jerk-off videos in the bathroom. It's like where do you oh here's me jerking off in the living room, the kitchen. On a I window. Jesse's. <laughs> what, Jenna?
2: I guess you just have to order different toys and use those.
1: Yeah, I still got my eye on that auto blow from Miss Wanda, wicked Wandas. Right, right. Okay, here's another one. A guy in New Jersey who's been in a two year relationship with a ghost says she left their quarantine, and now he's worried she's out there
0: cheating on him. Imagine getting ghosted by an actual ghost. The humanity. I what have mean, a ghost. It's not there.
1: What? It's not there.
2: They- <laughs> chilling really quietly in the corner
1: <laughs> i had a ghost chilling in my you guys both got to get this app sleep talk app Jenny, you're gonna try it tonight it's crazy i posted it on my facebook i was frightened by a ghost in the night and i'm a little bitch screaming in my sleep <laughs> <laughs> at first i thought it was sex noises jesse somebody commented that they're like that doesn't sound like you saw a ghost <laughs> <laughs>
0: Johnny, what did you think I sounded like? You sounded like Adam Sandler doing a ghost impression. It was like, you, 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 <laughs> That's like exactly how it sounded too. <laughs> And I- well, It sounds I, like you're falling at the end He so was like, <gasps>
1: Have you ever had a nightmare where you, you're trying to scream and you can't? And I woke myself up because I was so loud, but I remember that feeling of like, I couldn't get the sound
0: out. I've never yeah. had that. I've heard about that dream, but I've never had. I used to have a lot of dreams about my teeth falling out, and dreams where I couldn't see clearly, like my eye. I wouldn't be like fully blind, but it would be like you know when you first wake up and your eyes are kind of like sleepy. I would have dreams where I was like I, my eyes were stuck like that in real life.
2: Teeth falling <laughs> out is something real.
0: Yeah, it. I looked it up, and then it was. Um, it's something like you can't control something in your life. And I actually like when I broke my tooth a couple of years ago, I chipped like a big chunk out of my like my front tooth. The dream stopped happening. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm used to this in real life. I broke a tooth biting my nails. And then once that happened, I was like, I have faced my fear. Right.
2: It says here that the dream can represent everything from a major life change to a lack of self esteem, from fear of getting older to money issues, from symbolizing rebirth to regretting something you said.
0: Is that the teeth one or the the screaming? The teeth,
2: the falling okay, out.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. A screaming? lot of people
2: have had that dream, the falling mm-hmm. out of teeth. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every all of those concerns you just listed, I have them. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> money, yeah. low self.
1: Well, you aging. don't have low self esteem. Yeah. Calm down aging uh, i asked a friend of mine who's a real hippie his name's derek uh and he said my dreaming of a ghost means you're afraid of your past coming back to haunt you and i thought what but my past was good i had a good career i had a husband i was things were fine
2: <laughs> you burnt that old vhs tape <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's nothing left you know
1: yeah Okay, here's another one for you, Johnny. Some All people right. protested outside a courthouse in Florida over gyms <laughs> being closed, and they protested by doing squats and push-ups, effectively demonstrating how you don't need a gym to exercise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that, I don't understand Florida. Is it like the humidity down there? Is that the reason for everything?
2: Like, I don't know. I think it's because Florida is part of the South. I lived in Tampa, and Tampa's pretty fucking ratchet. Mm -hmm. I lived in Tampa for a year, and I do think, because it's, everyone in the states kind of moves around, but they always move to, like, a neighboring state. So I think because it's a mix of, like, Alabama, Georgia, like, all these different southern, it's kind of where everyone goes because the weather's so good.
0: Well, you don't don't hear a lot of, like, Arizona stories. Like, they're in the south, but they're kind of, like, more west. You never hear of like a crazy Arizona story. It's always like the southeastern part where like it's always hurricane season.
2: I've also heard that Florida, they're like laws surrounding journalism, they are not that tight. So people were can yes. report a lot more yes. things.
0: Yeah, also, yeah. So
2: I learned when I was in school there that they have the highest concentrations of pedophiles because it's warm all the time, so kids can always be outside playing. So that's where all the pedos go. Oh, gross.
0: Yeah. Gross. Oh, God.
2: Sorry, I know. That took a dark turn.
0: Because I I, I was just thinking, like, do they get together and, like, decide that? And be like, okay, let's go to Florida.
2: Or maybe they're just like, it's always sunny in Florida. Let's go out and watch kids play in the playground. I don't know. It's creepy. And they should all be castrated anyways.
1: Yeah. They, That's well, discussion. well, they will hopefully one day face a federal judge and a federal judge has ruled that strip clubs are eligible for emergency loans, just like any other business. And they've said they can't be excluded just because they're sexually oriented.
0: There so yeah, a bar that, with like people dancing. That's all a strip club is. Like there's a bar, you go there to drink and then you watch women or I've never been to a male strip club. I've never heard of a male strip club, but I feel like so it's a no with male strip clubs, or they're just not good?
1: Well, the only one I've ever been to is in Toronto called Remington's, and, you know, <laughs> the kind of guys, like, they had good bodies, but you'd look up at the face, and they were missing a few teeth and needed their right. next hit of heroin. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's me Yeah.
2: I just find, too, that men dancing isn't the sexiest thing.
0: What would you— Okay, so, Jenna, what
2: would your sounds- idea
0: of— a male strip club be? Like if you wanted to see men like being sexual as a straight woman, what would be your ideal situation?
2: Honestly, like I just don't find male strippers to be that attractive. I just, there's something about it that's not like masculine enough for me, I guess. I don't know. It's just, and men's bodies are masculine. Like, they're not. The reason why women dancing is so beautiful a lot of the time is because their bodies are kind of designed like that. They're curvaceous, they're more elegant. Men, it's just like raw
0: and like raw. Yeah, it's just like hip thrusting is like the only move that men have. Just like, ur,
2: ur, right. ur. But if I was, I'd go see like a magic mic type of thing.
0: Like, a, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, like, a, like a thunder a down high. under.
2: Right. Or men of the strip or stuff like that. Like, that would probably be more my taste. Do you like strippers, Jesse?
1: No, I was going to add to what you said is I think even gays would prefer to watch female strippers than, than male strippers because the I, hair flips, the makeup.
2: I love the strip club. I love the strip club. It's fun. It's a great time.
1: You know we, what? Someone should just invent a male strip club where all they do is work out with no shirts on on stage. Now, that would be hot.
2: Right. Or what they do is have women dance and men serve shirtless hot. They talk like servers at strip clubs like the girls like they talk to you like, you know, they develop a relationship with you for that little part of time. Maybe that's what they should do. Have a co-ed strip club. I don't know. That's not a bad idea. What would quarantine strip clubs look like, though? Like, how are they going to... I bet you that the polls, like, the whole stage would have to be plexiglass between them and the audience.
0: It would look like a hockey arena with, like, just the plexiglass (laughs) around everything.
2: Yeah, and, like, little slots where people can slip the money in. Or they wouldn't even use money because money is dirty.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's true. It'd be, like, like, a tap thing for your card. Yeah.
1: Happened yeah, to Clorox, the pole? Hmm. This is going to change so much. Like, I wonder if cash Or is go, Or oh, hey.
0: what if you had, what if you had, hear me out, between the acts, you would have a sexy janitor just cleaning everything as well. With their ass. I guess <laughs> <against that> plexiglass. <laughs> and booze. Yeah, you <laughs> have like little like sham wows on your tassels. <laughs> I think <Right>. we're really <laughs> onto something right here. I think so. (laughs) They're
1: going to have to do something. I don't know. I'm just going to grab some wine. I'll be right back. All right. Meanwhile, Johnny, you mentioned uh, yesterday you posted a comedy clip.
0: Are you doing, like, online comedy now, or what is that about? I I was nervous about it at first, but I think I'm going to try it. Uh, A couple of comedians here in Victoria, they did a show uh a couple of days ago earlier this week and it wasn't bad but it's like just trying to get over that feeling of not having the instant reaction of the audience like i i'm ready for that now like that's what i was worried in the first place where i'm just like uh, i don't know what to do but now i'm just like you know what fuck it it feels awkward yeah. but it's just like radio all over again so well, i'm definitely really ready to do it again
1: Well, I'm going to check that out. And I that's great. I did one too on Instagram Live with some queer comedians page. And it was okay. But because you see the hearts coming in, and it's kind of like laughs, but it's not the same. But one thing that some people are doing is zoom shows, because you can have a whole bunch of people on zoom, and then you get the more of the real life laughter. But I still don't think it's the same. And somebody like me is I use my face and I, you know, yeah. my little eye rolls and stuff are funnier than sometimes my jokes. And so it's
0: really hard to get that shit across. Yeah. It depends on how like good your webcam is or how good they <laughs> see you. And then you'll just miss a bunch of things. But that's like comedy anytime. Like I'll do a show and then like people won't get like four of my jokes and I'll just be like, oh, oh, well. Yeah. You miss drunk, drunk, drunk. How do
2: <laughs> you know, Jenna? You miss drunk Jenna in the audience. That's hard to say, all right. Drunk
1: Jenna. Well, drunk Jenna's in the audience for a very short time and then they, she gets removed. <laughs> I removed myself. That's right, you did, yeah. It only happened one time, but Howard just never shut up about it. Howard- ask for engagement if you don't want it. Howard is the owner of Yuck Yucks, and he says between Jenna and my sister Justine, that's what keeps the bar in business. (laughs) (laughs) You go, girls. All right, here's one more more headline. And this is why everyone should have a COVID-19 test. A nurse in Montreal was starting a new job at a nursing home, and she wanted a coronavirus test, so she didn't expose any of the residents in case she had the virus, because we know it's very serious in long-term care homes. Well, they wouldn't give her a test unless she had symptoms. So the next day she went into work, lied, and gave a list of fake symptoms so she could get a test. They gave her the test. She was positive. So she was actually an asymptomatic carrier, but this is why everybody should be tested, right? But you can't force everyone to. Have you guys noticed
2: recently that the conspiracy theorists are getting stronger and stronger? Like, there's a lot more of them. Some of my friends, like, I was talking to my friend, I'm like, oh my gosh. And we don't have the brightest, I don't have some of the brightest friends in the world, but they're <laughs> fully like in on this that it's all like the government's way of controlling us. And I mean, if even if it is, like, what can you do about it? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Have you heard this? Like, people are burning down 5G towers because they think 5G is creating the virus, which doesn't make any sense. I feel like the conspiracy theory should be the people who make 5G are behind it because they want you inside to use their technology. So that's why they're clustering us us together. But I don't think 5G gives you the coronavirus. No, the only thing, and you know, I'm
1: onto the conspiracies too. I don't agree with the 5G one. The only thing that gets me confused about them trying to control us is what's in it for them to have everybody staying at home, not spending money.
2: Well, not that, but the fact that they can literally control everyone, because now they have control of millions of people's finances. Mm -hmm. That's what people are saying. Like, they're telling you to stay inside, they're telling you which stores you can go to, which ones you can't go to, they're telling you what you can do, you can't travel, and they're also controlling now how much money you get. And that's, I think, how people see it. But then, oh, what I mean. do
0: they want out of that, though?
1: That's well, it's a, I see now it's a multi-tier process. You think back to when they were talking about this in 2012 and the New World Order and being able to control people. This is a slowly inching towards that where next thing you know, our food supplies down and they have to ration food. And oh, boy, now you got me thinking, Jenna.
2: Well, you know what? I like honestly, like, yeah, I told you. And it's blame the Clintons.
1: But like you said, here's the thing, what are we going to do? Run into the woods and dig a hole and live in it? No. So I, I feel like we just got to ride the wave. And if, if this is it, it's it. Well, and just be
2: responsible. People need to be responsible. If you feel uncomfortable, don't go to a certain place. Like today, it's my friend's birthday. And she um, is having about six of us over to her, into her backyard to sit around and, you know, have a little celebration. Six people, not a big deal. BC's pretty relaxed as is compared to Ontario. And, um, and she, but she sent out a text message to everybody and was like, Hey, just so you know, there's gonna be about six of us girls there. Um, like if you don't feel comfortable, I totally understand, you know, but I'd love to see you and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, people just gotta be nice about it.
1: I guess. Happy birthday, Lisa Kirkland.
2: Yes. it's Lisa's birthday, but it's also Danielle's. So I'll be going to Danielle's. Honestly, this is the worst time of year. And I don't know if anyone else, but I have like 10 birthdays in a row. Of a friend's. Is that
1: why you were trying to get them all lined up?
2: Yes, because it's just so many. And,
1: and, you know, I have like five this week alone. Constant. For me, that's in the fall. I find I have a lot of like Libra Virgo birthdays in my life. I don't know what that is.
0: I'm in the weird phase right now where both my parents have their birthdays very close to Mother's Day and Father's Day, respectively. It goes my mom's birthday, the next week it's Mother's Day. Then it goes Father's Day, and then the next week it's my dad's birthday. Now, wait a minute. When's your mom's birthday? Because mine and Jenna's mom have the same birthday. April 27th. Oh,
1: that's my birthday. 29th. Oh. yes. Look, we all got these Taurus moms. No wonder they're all handfuls, (laughs) both. But you know what?
2: All my friends are Tauruses too. It's weird. It's really weird. I was talking to this guy on the dating app and he's like, uh, he even mentioned, he's like, oh, we're both cancers, but I surround myself with a lot of, I actually surround myself with a lot of cancers. It made me think and I went, oh my gosh, now that I think about it, all my closest friends are Tauruses. And it's just kind of weird how that happens.
1: I I keep getting cancers in my life, and I don't mean just on my nose. But <laughs> uh, hey, oh, I uh, yeah, my sister's a cancer. Jen is a cancer. Window guy's a cancer. So I take it away. From
0: you. My happy. dad is a cancer. I think his birth is at the end of June. But is that like a normal thing? Are you supposed to like identify someone's sign as soon as you meet them? Like, if you were to tell me like like well, who are all my friends and their signs, I could not name one sign of my friend
1: right it's the first time I've asked <clears throat> i believe in that shit more more in the personality traits is that when i find there are a lot of true ones for libras and cancers i've looked jenna up and yeah there's a lot of true to it i think a lot of true to it a lot of true to it you know <laughs> All Right. oh my god i gotta send you this um oh now i'm getting drunk because i'm talking about personal things but i gotta send you this meme of britney uh, this video where somebody made it pretending to be her and they just keep talking like live i've been quarantining for five years and it's like yeah oh that was uh it was an snl sketch oh did you was it yeah yeah oh yeah
0: okay it's so good
2: you're it's- a big snl fan johnny how did you feel about them doing snl from home
0: um, I will be honest with you, I never like watched it on TV cuz I don't have cable anymore. Like I'm not sitting around watching TV, but I have You're seen a like Happy individual... on that island. <laughs> I have seen the individual clips and like I think it's really good because SNL for the last 15 years, their best sketches have been the digital shorts, like starting with like Lazy Sunday, then you had a uh, Papyrus with Ryan Gosling is probably one of the greatest SNL sketches within the last couple of decades or so, where he's the guy who discovers that Avatar, the font they used in the movie, is just the font Papyrus from Microsoft Word, and he goes crazy. I've had, like, so many people come up to me and just be like, hey, have you ever seen Papyrus? And I'm like, yeah, it's hilarious. But I feel like it does fit in more with that, where it's all, like, it's not, like, live. It's just, like pre-produced sketches and that's what SNL has really thrived with the last couple of years
2: yeah I just uh, I'm just so sick of them doing Donald Trump like give it a rest yeah. we see enough of him as is on a daily basis Alec Baldwin it's old like it's all getting old go have another kid like, yeah.
1: <laughs> give it a rest I wonder if Hilaria his wife is like or is that his daughter no I don't know. But anyway, I wonder if his wife's, like, starting to look at Donald Trump differently because she sees so much of it in the guy she's screwing every night. She's like, <laughs> maybe I'd take Donald. Ugh. Ugh. Well, a lot I know. I know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Okay, Johnny Novak. So, what's next? What are you doing? Are you on the radio right now? Or are you just, oh, I already asked you this. We're starting to repeat questions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Time to go.
0: No, so I'm, uh, I'm moving into more of uh, my YouTube channel again. Like when I lived in Charlottetown, I used to do like vlogs every week and some of them were okay. I have a video on there of me <laughs> making fun of people. Wait what? fuck yourself, Johnny. <laughs> we're all right, you know. I have one that's got a couple of thousand views. It's the one where I make fun of people wearing fanny packs over their shoulders. Like you know how people wear it like that? I do that I think that's better
1: than the way you wear it <laughs> You wear it like a dad
0: on vacation Because yeah. it's supposed to It's supposed to attract the eye to your crotch region That's the point of the fanny pack It's a very sexual Way of carrying baggage But I, I did that as a joke About a year and a half ago And the comments are like Oh you're an idiot Oh this is so dumb blah, blah. It's hilarious the amount of like these like hype beast kids like just making fun of me because they're like, you don't know how to wear a fanny pack properly. So I might get into more of that again. But it's like- Well, didn't
2: you have something that really took off when you, and you got a lot of hate for with Sam Elliott?
0: Oh my God, okay, yes. This was, this was 2016. And I was on Snapchat one day. And they had a filter where it looked like a like a Sam Elliott mustache. And Do you I was Sam was...
2: Elliott is Jesse?
0: Is he the ballet kid? <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 that Have, you... <laughs> Have you seen the show that's on Netflix with Ashton Kutcher? It's called Ranch. Is that what Orange. it's called? Yes, yeah.
1: I, I haven't seen it, but I know the show. You... I'm gonna Google Did... Sam Elliott it's right like... now.
2: Boy of a man with a big huge mustache.
0: And he talks like yeah, Sam Elliott. Yes. Yeah, that's Sam Elliott. He does the uh, he does car commercials. I think it's Ford. It's either Ford. Oh, no, it's Dodge Ram. I think he does. And then he also did the commercials for Coors the Banquet Beer. So I was drinking a it was a, a steam whistle beer from Ontario on my balcony I was just drinking a beer by myself And I was playing with the filter Because I kind of looked like Sam Elliott So I was like, I'm Sam Elliott And when I'm not drinking Coors the banquet beer I'm drinking Steam Whistle Because it looks old-timey like my mustache And then I posted it And then it didn't get a lot of hits And then something happened It was probably maybe three weeks later The video took off on my Facebook page and it got like 30,000 views within a short period of time. And it was all these people from the Southern States with like, they had like the um, the Confederate flag in the background of a lot of their pictures. And they're like, you're not Sam Elliott. This is horrible. You suck. <laughs> it was just all these like terrible comments about it oh i love being the bad guy though that's that that's what i love like when i make content like that that's something that like people don't agree with and people attack me i feel like that's like my strategy right now to get hits well
1: controversy works hmm I'm just so inspired that it took off three weeks later. So all these stupid little clips we post every day, maybe one of them will take (laughs) off.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing about the internet is it works in like mysterious ways. Like you won't get a hit right away, but something might go viral two, three years from now. Well, good. Say the name of your drink again. Maybe we'll get some people. (laughs) It is a Negroni, which is, um, it's red. I don't know because uh, the word negro means black in Spanish. So I don't know. The, it's Italian. So way to roll those
2: R's. Way to roll those R's. What is uh, your YouTube channel? Nope. Uh,
0: it's Johnny Novak. Just look up Johnny Novak on YouTube. It's YouTube slash Johnny Novak. Everything. J- you
2: can find me right?
0: J O N N Y N O V A K like the gun
2: that's it and you're just,
1: just talking about <laughs> southern supporters right there hey isn't there a, cu- a really cute cartoon character last name novak um archer oh,
0: no it was um oh it's gonna bug like me dazzle there, novak and yeah. it's like voiced by rob lowe yes yeah. oh,
1: that was a great cartoon what was that called? And see, because our dear listeners are going to want to know now. Hang on.
2: It was, a cartoon. was a little...
0: Rob Lowe did the voice. Dazzle.
2: I, no. I just know BJ Novak from The Office.
1: Moonbeam City. That's it, yeah. If you have a chance, look up this cartoon. It's a very naughty late-night cartoon called Moonbeam City, and there's a character named whatever Novak. And anyway, made me think of. <laughs> oh, <whatever. laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, you're the best. I love you. We miss Thank you. Thank you. Love you, too. Thanks for talking to me. It was great to talk to you guys again. How far is Victoria from Vancouver? Are you guys going to see each other? The a ferry ride. It's a uh,
0: ferry. It's about three hours once you put in the boat. Too far. And stuff. Too far. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah,
1: the,
2: the sail weights, that's the brutal part about a ferry is you can never get there and just get on. You have to sit there for like three fucking sailings and then finally you get on. So you get there at 7 a.m. You leave at 5 p.m.
0: Because you have to make your reservation and then also be on time.
2: Right. I remember back in the day, because they charge you, like, by car and how many people are in the car. Yeah. We used to hide people in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Good old BC ferries. Where their employees strike when they're not allowed to smoke weed.
1: God, i got to visit BC. I would fit right in with the wine and weed. Right. Well, thank Fun you,
2: happen. John, for doing this. And we hope the club is soon.
1: Cheers. Cheers!